We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Araiza. Carl Black. And William Walson. Thanks, everyone. There we go. Hello, Craig and G-Ark. Oh, G-Ark looks angry. G-Ark's definitely the evil twin. Yeah. That angry eyebrows, too. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. This is a, another Quarren campaign. Uh, we are playing Mothership. This is the new Gradient Descent module. Uh, where we have our intrepid players exploring uh, the giant's uh, space station known as the Deep. So why don't you two introduce yourselves, and then we'll go into a little recap. Ryan, you can go first. I'm still getting the Google Dice Roller thing up. All right. Hey, everybody. I am Ryan. Um, I am going to be playing Zark Muckerberg. Uh, he is a um, he's a scientist. Uh, he's pretty good with computers. He has a little bit of first aid skills. Um, he's getting he's getting pretty decent at scavenging. Um, and he is um, tall, pale, skinny, and might be an android. And also, he has no has no memories of his past or. Uh, of anything that happened to him before waking up in a tube at the beginning of last session. All right, Jums. Hi, I'm James. I'm playing uh, Rook Brannigan, and he is the uh, teamster of the group. Uh, he fixes things. He has the ability to pilot things, but he doesn't do that right now. Um, he's, uh, seems to be trained in, uh, hand-to-hand combat, and, um, uh, he likes to float around at zero-G and headbutt his fellow companions. Thanks yeah. for, for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you, you know that, but your character has no idea. I, Rook has been playing it off as if we just happened to, happenstanced and bumped heads. Yeah, it's weird. I know, right? I, uh, okay. I just woke up so, from pain in my head. So, last game. Uh, oh, there's also uh, Chris's Chris, who is not joining us tonight, but he is playing the Marine uh, Titus Tigarius. Uh, but he is, sir, not appearing in this film today. Uh, so, last time we started off, the three of you awoke from cryosleep tubes in a dark room on this space station with no memory of your past lives or how you got to this place or much of anything, really. Uh, you started exploring and found out that you were in the space station that is Cloudbank's synthetics production facility, uh, and you were contacted by someone or something called Monarch, uh, and it gave you a task. It asked you to pick up a device for it, that uh, is located in an area known as the Foil Forest, uh, and then bring it outside the station to a place called the Bell, and use it on a person named Arcady, or Arcady. 
and then uh, return to the station and let Monarch know that it was done. Uh, and with nothing else to do, you agreed to help Monarch. Uh, so you started exploring some more, trying to make your way to the foil forest to retrieve this thing. Uh, along the way, uh, you found what seemed to be some ghosts, maybe? Uh, one of them uh, was a lady named... Uh, 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 I forgot her name. Linda or Helen. Was that was Helen, it. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you pacified her ghost, uh, and room she was in, you happened to find some equipment. So you have, uh, vac suits now that have lights on them and mag boots, uh, and you each have a tool that can also be used as a weapon. So you are armed and, uh, not just walking around in weird paper clothes anymore. And you started heading down toward, uh, the Condensation Falls, which was the next area, because you need to uh, go way down in the station to get to the foil forest. Uh, So you need to head to the Condensation Falls, and then make your way from there. Okay. Sorry, just... uh, did we have a map, or or we were just kind of told to, to go in a certain direction? No, you were kind of told to go in a certain direction. You had a bit of a map. Um, the facility is really big, and it's been hard for you yeah. to find your way around. Also, everything's been dark. Only you got Monarch to turn on the lights in one room, and that's been it. Oh, yeah, that was the main room, right? He was the only he only turned it on in there because yeah. he happened to be in there. He's a very hands-off uh, kind of supervisor. I, I respect that. It's, it's best to yeah. let your employees <laughs> solve their own problems. Uh, luckily, the vac suits you found do have lights on them, so you have flashlights now. Uh, they're mounted on your suits. Uh, and I will also say, uh, for to be slightly kind to you, uh, you can either remove your helmets, because uh, the vac suits only have like six hours of air, so you probably don't want to be using up your air when you're in a place that has air. Yeah. Um, so I'll say you can either like take the helmets off and attach them to your belts, or they can be those movie style helmets where like the front screen, like the front glass, like rolls back. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. You'd have like a visor. On, but yeah, so you'd have your helmet on, but the faceplate would be open, or you can just have the helmet off and like attached to your belt. It's up to you. I like the visor idea. Yeah, I, I think I'll leave the helmet on and keep, if if that's an option. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll say there, there there are two different models of suits and you grab the ones with the visor. Although you can still put them on your belt later. Um, and just for ease, we'll say the flashlights uh, are on your shoulders. So if you take your helmet off, you don't have to worry about losing the flashlights. Hooray. Yay. I am a kind and benevolent god. Okay. So, uh, we are going to pick up with you heading into the next area. Uh, you, you, The three of you make your way down this long, dark tunnel, and now you can actually walk because you have your mag boots. Uh, you get to the end, and you open up a door that leads into 
uh, this immense chamber vertically. You come in at the top of the chamber, and it just falls away into darkness below you, hundreds and hundreds of feet. Uh, it's maybe uh, like 60 feet across, so your flashlights kind of illuminate the far wall, but it just goes down and down and down. And as you look in, you could see um, that this vertical drop is filled with chains. There are chains just running down, and you could see that they are slick with condensation. And droplets of water just sort of drift and hang through the air, and in in the lights from your flashlights, they kind of sparkle and look like stars. Are the chains like hanging down from the top of the of the cavern, or is it stretched like from wall to wall horizontally across? No, they're they're going they're going vertically. Okay. So they go they go from the top down. They're not just hanging because then they would kind of be floating because there's no gravity here either. So yeah. you assume they're probably tethered to something somewhere. There's, there's some tension on the other side. Yeah. Uh, Titus looks in and goes. Hmm. Give me a minute, I'll go scout ahead. And he turns off his grav boots and like floats out and grabs a chain and pulls him starts pulling himself down. And you two watch as the you can see the lights from his suits just sort of fade away into the darkness until you can't even see them anymore. Uh, and you and said then, that our suits had radios, right? They have short. I believe they have short range radios. Yeah, you said short range radios. I think you uh, said it. Short range you radios, did yeah. say it. I did say it. Uh, yeah, it contains short range comms and two headlamps. You also said uh, that we don't live off of the fat of the land. Yep, I live off the fat of the land. It also gives you plus seven percent to your armor save, but you have disadvantage on all speed checks. Yeah. Okay, so you you guys watch as his lights just fade away. Then you wait. And then you wait some more. Uh, And after ten minutes, he has not come back. Uh, I'm assuming after, like, we would periodically try to check in with him with the radio. and I'm, I'm assuming he responded at first, and then now it's radio silent? Yeah, as as he was going down, uh, he responded, and after like once once it got to the point where you couldn't really see his lights anymore, uh, his radio got really staticky, and then he just kind of stopped responding, and now you don't you can't get anything. Well, that's not good. I mean, I'm sure he's fine. He's a he's a big he's a big marine. He can handle himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, should 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 we go down after him? I mean, I yeah. Why not? I mean, or should we just wait here until he comes back? Uh, I mean, I would love to keep waiting here, but. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like this uh, monarch character is going to be upset with us, and it's probably not a great idea to get the uh, you know station wide AI mad at you when you're on the station. 
That's a good point. Um... Right. So you lead, and I'll I'll bring up the rear. Sounds like a plan. Um, could we? You said it just goes like it just goes like a straight drop down, right? Yep. Um, are the walls smooth enough that we could just like leave our mag boots on and just kind of walk down instead of using the chains? Um. Yeah, probably. They're really they are also very wet though, and just covered in condensation. So it might be a little slippery, but you can certainly try. I mean, it, there's no gravity, and they're magnetic, so it's not like we'd have like downward momentum to make a slip. I mean, I can see it being like you, when you put your foot down, it kind of does like a little... Eh, I mean, either way, I feel like we're going to go get wet. Well, luckily, you've got vac suits on, so the vac suits are going to get wet. Well, your yeah. faces are going to get wet, too, because you just have the visors open. Um, yeah. And there's, like I said, there's drops of water just hanging in the air, like everywhere. So it's not like it's kind of filled with fluid, but it's yeah. it's like a rainstorm was frozen. That's what it looks like. There's just a frozen water. rainstorm. <laughs> like drops of Jupiter. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> uh, then and the I thing opens the space and you all get sucked. You both get sucked out and die. Oh, oh what a shame. Just have to respawn with two new characters. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you could you could walk down the walls and start uh, making your way down that way if you want. It's gonna, obviously it's going to take yeah, a lot longer. I think I'm going to pull down the chain. Yeah, but uh, he used the chain, and we haven't heard from him. Well, I'll see. I'll see which way he goes faster. Uh, I'll I'll jump out and pull myself down along the chain. Oh, the chain's definitely faster. You, you don't All even right. have to try. You you would know because, yeah. I mean, there's don't be like you just yank yourself and you go as fast as you pull. Whereas the yeah. boot, like you can walk with the boots, but it's slower than regular walking because you have to like it takes just a half second to like deactivate Fun. the magnet, and then when you move your foot up and hit it, and then to remagnetize, and so it's it's a slow walk. Unless I get the timing right, where I kind of launch myself forward and then shut the magnet off just at the high point of my momentum. Thing is, if I do that wrong, I would wind up flying flat on my face into the wall. It would require expert timing to do that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, if I were to use, like, if I'm walking down using the magnets, if I were to, like, do, like, a kind of, like, a run... I would have to time the magnet release perfectly with my forward push. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I mean, you could try if the two of you want to have a race down. (laughs) Uh, You you could try. That's going to be speed checks, and you're both at disadvantage because of your suits. Great. See how this goes. So you roll twice and take the worst step, the worst roll? Roll twice and take the worst result, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see. All right, so uh, my speed is 44. I rolled a 22 and a 53, so I guess I take the 53. Yep. Uh, I also rolled a 53 and a 41, which would have hit it on the nose, but... 
Sorry. Say I love uh, you. So, luckily, it's not, not critical failures. Yeah. Uh, so, James, you you start, or I'm sorry, not not James, uh, Rook, you start trying to run, and you you it's complicated because you're not used to walking in mag boots. Uh, you were just starting to get the let alone running and then running down a vertical surface. But I mean, in zero G vertical is, you know, kind of relative and you're, you're starting to get into that mindset. Like, yeah, it's vertical. I mean, it's zero G it's, you know, the floor is whatever I make it. Ender's game kind of bullshit. And then you, you mistime your step and the, the, the mag boot with your foot coming down doesn't activate in time. And you've hit the one on your foot. So your foot hits, and just like you were worried, you just kind of push yourself off uh, and go tumbling ass over tea kettle uh, through to the, the center of the, the chamber as Zark is pulling his way down and making much better time because, you know, he's just pulling himself. Zark, you, you're, you're pulling yourself. You're well past where Rook was. And then all of a sudden, the chain you're holding onto just shakes uh, as uh, Rook above you hits it and just causes like a wave to flow down through the whole thing and it you're unexpe- you weren't expecting it and it just whips you off and you now are just kind of floating out and slowly uh, also kind of spinning and slowly making your way towards the wall and both of you look really ridiculous. Uh, Zark, Zark just crosses his arms, and every time he rotates in a way that he can glare at uh, at Rook, just gives him a, a glare. Yeah, I mean, Rook, you're you're kind of tangled in a chain in a few chains now, so you manage to grab them. And Zark, it, you know, a few seconds later, you kind of bang against the wall, and you manage to stop your momentum and then like grab on with your boots if you want. But so it doesn't horribly affect you, but uh, it was not your best moment. Um, Alright, so I I, I do uh, magnet onto the wall, uh, and then I'll push off and go back to the chain, and I'll I'll say, okay, so, you know, uh, maybe maybe a modicum of uh, a, a bit more professionalism in the workplace. Uh, Rook, yeah. we... Yeah, you know, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to feel that. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that should, that, I think that would be... Uh... That'd be a good thing to do. All right. Um, as we're as we're climbing down, do we see anything like? Is this like an elevator shaft? Are there are there uh, openings on on different floors? Is it? No, there's no there's no floors or anything. The you're not sure what the chains are for. They just they just keep going down. Um, and you are you just gonna? You don't see. Uh, any exits, the only thing you see are a few really small uh, look like air ducts. Other than that, uh, it's just like a straight drop down for hundreds of feet. Anything that looks like uh, Titus could have crawled into wearing a vac suit or too too small? No. Not here. Not here. No, th- these are like one foot square air ducts. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we. I guess we're, we'll keep we'll keep going then. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you you keep pulling yourselves down, and then as you get to the bottom, you see uh, much larger ducts. 
Um, there's one, uh, a big circular one built into the floor, which, or the thing that's in front of you, if you want to call it the floor. Um, and there's one, we'll just say, to the left and to the right. They're smaller. Uh, the one in the floor is basically as large as the floor, so like 80 feet across or so. The ones built into the walls are not nearly that big, but they're probably like 10 feet across, easily enough space for a person to fit through. All right, now that we're at the bottom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try Titus on the radio again. Nope, nothing. I'm going to look around and see if there's any, like, you know, mag boot prints or something around to see which direction he might have went in. Um, no, nothing, uh, nothing that you could see. It's almost like he didn't even make it this far. Are you able to get in touch with him? I, I can't raise him on the comms. And it was only 10 minutes, right? Like, how far could he have gone? Well, it was 10 minutes until you left, and then it took you guys... I mean, it was 10 minutes while you were waiting for him. And then it took you guys another 10 minutes. Probably, actually, maybe 15 with your little... Uh, Mishap. Misstep earlier. Uh, to get down to the bottom. Almost a half hour since you last saw him. Oh, alrighty. Well, uh, which way do we go? I can't even see any evidence that he was down here. Like, there's no mag boot prints on the floor. It doesn't look like any of the moisture or chains are disturbed. Great. So he just vanished. I mean, you can't just vanish, right? We don't have that technology yet. Right? <laughs> Well, I know I don't. Um, let's see. If I were a big space marine, where would I go? Uh, so you can make intellect checks, both of you. Let's see. I, I just, I just missed a thirty-seven over uh, out of thirty-six. I got 38 out of 54. Okay. Um, i trying to see. I don't think any of these skills... Unless you have, like, a noticing skill, which I don't really think there is one. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Zark, as you're... You, you plant your feet down at the at the bottom of this, this massive chamber and just kind of look around, trying to get a lay of the land... Uh, and you can feel from below, coming up through your, your boots uh, a faint vibration that kind of feels like it's coming up through the floor, maybe from whatever chamber is below this. Uh, and you see that one of the, the chains that you are pulling yourself on, almost all of them end at this big air grate. One of them goes through the center, and you can see that there's uh, a closed iris. Uh, so it's like closed, the chain goes through it. Um, but if you could open it, the, it would be large enough for you to, for a person to fit through, 
uh, and you could pull yourself along the chain. Uh, you could also probably open either of the other uh, ducks on the side and make your way through there. You guys do have tools and stuff now, so it probably wouldn't be too difficult. Right. Well, unless unless Titus unscrewed this grate and then screwed it on back behind himself, I'm guessing he probably went through the iris. So we should probably go down. Oh, wait, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Uh, nope, it went away. Sorry. Yeah. Did did we lose James? No, I, I was saying. Uh, I guess down it is. Sounds like the the smart way to go. Uh, this time I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, not goof around. All right. So I'll I'll see if I can uh, you know work open the iris. Enough so that we can pass through. Um, okay. Does one of you one what 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 things did you pick up, Ryan? I think James has the tools. Actually, there's uh, two. I don't want to use a crowbar. A toolbox. Yeah, I have a toolbox, a crowbar, and a hand welder. Um, I would say if you want to pull it open, it would be uh, a strength, and you can use mechanical repair. And the the crowbar gives you a bonus to mechanical repair. Yeah, the crowbar gives me plus five mechanical repair. Yeah, I have mechanical repair as a skill and yep. my strength. All right, so you open the iris and I'll crawl through. Well, I got a twenty-three. Okay, and. Uh, my my base strength is thirty five, so I mean, even with all the bonuses, I I got well under that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it still takes you a minute. You got to kind of pry and work this iris open, but you you manage to, uh, and it it oscillates open. And Zark, you can you can make your way down. Are you going to follow him, Rook, or are you just going to let him go? Well, yeah. It was- I was going to follow him after uh, after I got it open. Okay. So, uh, Zark, you head through first with uh, Rook on your tail. You pull yourself through this uh, the, the this huge air duct, uh, and it comes down. Uh, you could see as as you're pulling yourself through uh, that vibration you were feeling through the floor starts mm-hmm. to translate into sound that you can you could hear. Um, you hear this uh, as you're pulling yourself down the chain. This mechanical sound uh, gets gets louder and louder as you go. Uh, and as you get down, there's a similar uh, air vents that you come to with another iris, but this iris is already open. Uh, and you pull yourself through into this immense, huge grinding room. Um, it's just this gigantic cylinder. Cylinder, uh, and see that uh, the walls are made of rotating rings that uh, are studded with nodules and blades, and 
each of these rings is probably a dozen feet across, and they rotate in different directions to grind up anything that comes through here. Uh, the sound of grinding is the, the vibration just fills your body. It's in your head and in your teeth and in your fingernails. Uh, the chain you're holding onto vibrates and like makes your hands numb. Um, the the chain still uh, stretches all the way down, but in this one, there's only the one chain, and you don't see anything else that would. If you fall off the chain, there's nothing that will stop you from floating into those grindy walls. All right. So I look up. I look up at Rook and say, "See, I think we found the grinder." Let's hope Titus didn't find it. I I look I look at the on the rings. Are there any are there any like unexplained smears of gore? Uh, make an intellect check with disadvantage because it's still there's no the only lights you have are your suit lights and they're all spinning and it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I probably don't want to make this, but uh, no. No, you can't. They're they're spinning and it's really dark, so you you can't tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just not gonna think about that. Uh, I uh, I I look up, I look up again at Rook and I say, I, "It's I'm glad you got that out of your system in the other room. Let's let's just work on get through this." Makes sense. <laughs> One second, I just gotta check something. I know what I'll do. I'll wedge my crowbar in there to stop them from spinning. Perfect. I'm smart. (laughs) Alright. So why don't you two, uh, if you want to get down this chain uh, safely, that's going to be strength tests. All right. Uh, can we add zero G to that? Sure. Yeah. All right. Very good. That means I actually have a chance to pass, and I do. Twenty-seven out of forty-two. Okay. And Rook. I got an eleven out of thirty-eight. A critical success. Very nice. That's good because if you fail, this this room's instant death. So, uh, you, it is unnerving as you pull yourself down this chain. There's there's nothing else but you just keep going, and the the sound of it uh, just fills you as you pull yourself down for what feels like forever, but is probably about another ten minutes. And when you get down to the bottom, uh, the chain ends at uh, another air vent, smaller, but still probably about 20 feet across, with another iris in the middle. Uh, and you don't, you don't have to roll for it. You you figured it out. So, uh, Rook, you, you jimmy the iris open, and you guys can uh, float through if you want. Yes, very much so. Yes, okay. being away from the spinny walls of death are, are a place I, I'd rather be as far away from as possible. 
fair enough. So you guys make your way through, and uh, at every every foot you move away from the spinning walls of death, the the grinding sound begins to fade. Uh, eventually, it's just a dull roar behind you. Uh, you make your way through this air duct, and it's not just a straight shot like the last one was. This one twists and turns a bit. Uh, but you eventually come out into another large room that is just a nexus of ducts, ducts and vents. Um, you you come in, and this whole room, there's just vents and ducts of all different sizes uh, lining the walls. Um, but the air is stale here and kind of has that... Uh, metallic taste of like electricity a little bit like there's a lot of static electricity in the air here uh you could see in the center of the room there is and we a just came room. from the moisture room the moisture room plus static electricity room yay with the grinding room in the middle uh yes yeah, so there is a um there is a console in the center of the room, and there is also, you could see, um, about halfway through the room, there is a door that you could see just has a whole bunch of canisters strapped to it. Can't make out much more than that from where you are. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to go for the console. Uh, I guess I'll investigate the door with the canisters. Okay. So, Zark, you float over to the console, uh, and you could see uh, it's a little station that is labeled air monitoring. Um, All right. How's the air? Uh, Pretty good. It seems that most of the station uh, does have air, or all the station, as far as I know, has air. Hooray! Which is good, which means you can breathe. And breathing is good. People like breathing. Uh, Rook, you head over to the other door, and as you get to it, you can see that there is. Um, it is just covered with pressurized canisters, which are themselves covered with nails. This is just a giant IED covering this door. Okay, so somebody either doesn't want anything coming out of that room or going into that room. This this is a major booby trap. But uh, you can make a intellect and uh, I, guess, I guess I would say mechanic. Actually, no, this would be explosives, definitely. If you have explosives. Uh, no, just military training. You could do military training. Intellect plus military training. Okay. How to make things stop living with pressure and shrapnel. Yeah. Uh, 38 out of 39. Oof. That's with your military training? Yeah. Oof. Uh, so, looking at it, you get the sense that this is more designed uh, as a trap against anything coming into this room rather than anything coming out of this room. So you could probably disassemble it pretty easily. Uh, okay. Uh, do I want to disassemble it is the question, because obviously something was scared enough to make these things. 
that that is definitely up to you. Um, uh, what do you think, Muck? Uh, these were definitely designed by somebody very afraid of something else. Should I take them apart and head into the other room, or should we? Uh... Well, there's a um, let, let me. There, there's a bunch of other ducks. This right? This this. Uh, are they? They're small ducks, or? Yeah. All oh, besides the one you came through, all the ducks are pretty small, like too small to. Uh, crawl. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm just looking at the map here. Sorry. Um, yeah. There's one other duct that you could that you think a person could fit through. All the others are too small. Um, well, there's that over there, but uh, unless you want to crawl back up through the uh, garbage disposal up there, I think that's uh, our primary way out. Unless you want to, unless you want to crawl through that duct over there. Uh, I, I, uh, I guess. I mean, I... It, safety in the workplace. Uh, let's. Uh, we, we we should minimize our exposure to uh, high explosives. I think. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, that is not something I want to risk uh, running into uh, on a daily basis. But if you think if you think that uh, if you think that you can get it hard, I mean, I I guess I guess I'll help with that. Uh, you could, I mean, you think you could do it. It would be another uh, intellect plus military training, and if uh, Zark is going to help you, I'll give you advantage. All right, I'll I'll You're help him out with it. Better. All right, with so advantage. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, thankfully, because the first roll was an eighty-seven, second one was a thirty-seven. Well, just a regular fail, it wouldn't have exploded. On a crit fail, it would have blown it up. Um, but yeah, so you succeed. You manage to uh, deactivate the IED and to move enough of the canisters off that you could open this hatch if you wanted to. Well, uh, I think we want to. Uh, right. Yeah, before before we go anywhere, can I get into any of the other systems from the console on the air control system, or is it just like specifically designed to monitor these systems and that's it? Um, make a computers check with uh, intellect plus computers. I also have hacking. Would that help? Well, that well, um. First, intellect plus computers to see if it's okay. networked to anything else. All right. Uh, yep, forty out of uh sixty-four. Uh, it seems like this computer is um, it doesn't connect to other systems, but it does connect to. Uh, the air and circulation system all over the station. Okay. So um, you realize like, if you wanted to turn off air in places, you could. All right. Um, with with that, um, do I do I see that we're headed in the right direction for the foil forest? Like, 
Um, so you, the, it, the, the, uh, the schematic you get of the station isn't much of a map. It's more of just kind of, because remember, this is like Aliens 1980s-ish computers. So right. it's more just kind of a list of places and like air. Yes, you know. Um, okay. But you you get the sense um, from the map you saw before you are heading in the right general direction. You're not sure exactly like what the next room is or what the best path you can take is, but you do get the sense that you are heading in the right direction. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're going the right way. Um, if we need if we need to uh, choke anybody out, we should come back to this console over here and turn off the air. Oh, that sounds uh, pleasant. Uh, if if I wanted to do, I think I could turn off that horrible grindy room. Not with this. That's not an air thing. The grinder seems to be separate. Okay. <laughs> the grinder is its own thing. I see. And it, it has some purpose, I hope. Besides Grinding. just Yeah. Because it's a thing that you have on Space Station. Yeah. I mean, you got to grind. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to recycle things with you can't grind it down to its base material? Um, do either of you have... Um... I have a rock. I'm trying to see if there's anything you can roll if you want to try to get a better uh, asteroid mining. You know that's the next thing above um, zero G, and I was like, I don't know why we would need that. I mean, if you want, you could just make a straight intellect check then. I'll I'll try it. Yep, crit success. Great success. Based on the size of the room, it doesn't seem to you like that. That's not meant for like grinding up garbage. If you had to guess, uh, I mean, you saw that you saw like the skeleton assembly area. That might be like a literal like asteroid grinding room to get metal and other raw materials. Makes sense. So they they capture an asteroid or or something, grind it up, and mine it that way. Yeah. Cool. That, that, that's your guess. Okay. So you're so you're heading through the door. You just defused. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I'm just checking where that heads to. That heads to. Okay. Uh, so the door opens, and uh, on the other side, you see um, humanoid figures, and it takes them uh, a second. They all jump and look up at you, uh, and you see um, what are as your as your eyes adjust are obviously androids. Uh, these just seem to be uh, incomplete androids, maybe or broken. The majority of them seem to not have any fake skin on them whatsoever. They're just, like, walking skeletons. Um, some of them seem to be missing limbs. 
Um, the the ones that are most intact uh, are there's three of them that are sort of keeping watch. Um, they seem to be very crudely armed, uh, basically like you are. You see, one of them has a wrench. Um, that's basically the only weapon that they have. <laughs> one of them has an actual arm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there are four more that uh, you could, I mean, you could tell just from looking at it, Zark, they seem to be trying to hack open a, like, computer hack, not axe hack, um, a large metal door that um, you could see with your with your lights there. The door is stenciled reject bin, and they seem to be trying to get in there. Uh, and as you as you open the door, uh, the one with the wrench holds up his other hand. Stop! Who are you? Uh, friends call me Muck. Uh, we we come in peace. Uh, yep, yeah, name's Rook. Just just trying to find our friend that went missing. Yeah, I've seen a big like space marine looking dude. Uh, the three keeping watch look at each other. No, are you human? Uh, no, no. Muck gets this like kind of look of consternation on his face, and he goes, "Why do people always ask me that?" <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, I meant no disrespect. We- we just haven't seen humans here in a very long time. We just kind of yeah. woke up out of one of those cryo tubes. Oh, you were in the freezer. Yeah. We're, we're not really sure how long we were there or what happened to us before that. I, I kind of remember my name and not much else at all. Mm, I've I've met others with that condition. Usually it's Brought about by faulty programming. Uh, both of you roll 1d10 and tell me what you get. Actually, 1d6. 1d6. Alright. I got a 1. Uh, I got a 2. Okay. That's That's disconcerting. Yeah. We, we are trying to get to the reject bin. It's it's where we belong. Oh, you're trying to get into the reject bin. No, I thought you guys were... It looked more like you guys were trying to get the rejects out and form a posse, I guess. Oh, no. We, we want to go there so we could be chosen. Chosen for what? Well, so Monarch can choose us um, to ascend. And the ascension is a good thing? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, I know my way around a terminal. Maybe I can, maybe I can help you out. That, that would be wonderful. 
Alright, so I will go float over to the terminal and see if I can get that door open. Uh, Alright, so you could do uh, intellect plus computers and hacking, and uh, I will give you advantage because the other androids are there helping you. So that's that stacks. I get a 25% total bonus? Yep. Okay. With advantage. Great. That is pretty good odds. Um, closer is better? Uh, yeah. So I got a 78 out of 79. Oof. Okay, so you, uh, you come over and look at what they're doing, and they're, they're making some, like, really basic mistakes, and you go, uh, let me, let me just try something, and in a few keystrokes, um, the, the light turns green, and you hear, as this massive door starts to slide open. I'm glad it was a door opening and not the walls coming down on us. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it does, uh, you guys... Uh, so, the, the door starts opening, and uh, nine other broken and rejected androids come scrambling out of the room. They just They just run away. Like, they blow past you and just run out. Uh, the ones who are with you all excitedly uh, start surging into the room. As the door opens, um, you start to hear um, screams. A thousand screaming voices. Some of them human, some of them, uh, like weirdly synthetic and damaged are all screaming and you can see the source is this mountain in the center of this huge room of twitching and broken bodies. Uh, So both of you make a sanity save. I made it. I got an 18 out of 40. I did not make it. Okay, so that's one stress for you, James. Uh, you're okay, Zark, but my god, that is just horrible. Uh, there's just this pile of them. The ones who are with you uh, swarm into the room and start climbing over the pile and start picking up the discarded pieces like they're they're scavenging for new body parts for themselves, uh, and they're they're like they're calling out like, "Oh, I found a good arm over here." Um, some of the pieces they're picking up are still twitching and semi-active. Uh, it's it's a horrible scene. Um, what are you guys gonna do? Well, I I just have I to ask. Over. All right, yeah. Uh, uh, well, um. With this stress thing, is like is like at certain points do certain things take effect? Is it kind of like uh, like Call of Cthulhu no, in that at effect? Certain points, kind of. So at certain points, I'll tell you to make a stress test, and you instead of rolling a d hundred, you roll two d ten, 
And if you roll at or under your stress, you get a panic effect. Okay. Uh, but you like, don't I'm have. At, to... I'm at like six right now. Yeah. No. See, I mean, I'll I'll tell you when I want to be cruel. I mean. Okay, no, I just needed. I just wanted to be sure. Like, you know, like if we reach ten, like you know, something happens. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah, wanted. It, to... it can go. It can go pretty high. But okay. The higher the higher it is, the worse the panic effects you get are. Oh, that's good. Good to know. Good. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick my head out back into the room that we just came through. Um. What What are the What are the ones who just ran out doing? The The air uh, maintenance section. Uh, they, they're scrambling around. Uh, it seems like most of them are heading toward the, the grinding room, the chain you came through. Um, some of the more broken ones seem to have, uh, pulled the, the, uh, grid off of, of the grates off of one of the vents that you wouldn't be able to fit through. And they normally couldn't, but they're kind of like an arm and half a torso. So they just kind of start yeah. you know pulling themselves across yeah they're just just out i'll 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 call up to ones that are heading for the grinder and I'll, it, it, you 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 guys don't want to go that way it's 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 bad news they they are not listening to you okay well i tried they're, they're already they're already like gone okay yeah i i kind of figured that they were just crazed and wanted to get away but to be the sense you get yeah yeah uh, so, uh, Rook, as you're still watching this pile, uh, you hear another burp, burp, as um, a door in the ceiling of the reject chamber slides open, and this giant claw, like um, like a, like a, one of those big scoop buckets that has like the two concave things on the on the side, um, comes comes slowly comes. Uh, lowering down. You see uh, the androids who had just run in start to jump off the pile while the androids who are on the pile start like clawing their way to the top and you can hear them pleading uh, to get picked so that they could be chosen Uh, and they're like fighting with each other as this giant claw comes down and just grabs a whole bunch off the top Um, some of them that kind of get caught in the middle, you hear a lot of crunching metal and some screams, and then the claw just just rises back up uh, into the darkness and through the ceiling, uh, and the door it came from just closes shut. I, I look over at Rook and I say, well, I'm guessing there's not another way out of there, so what do you say we just close this door? Or they they want to get chosen. Let, let's Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you're you're leaving and closing the door behind you? Uh Unless we want to ride the hook the next time it comes down. See where that takes us. Yeah, but then we have to fight our way over a whole pile of broken robots. Yeah, As you got nobody you hear another Beep, and a, a second uh, door in the ceiling opens up, and 
android parts just shoot out and down and back into the pile. Uh, and the ones you let in are now scrambling over to the fresh meat, so to speak, uh, and are and are looking through the parts to see if there's anything there that they can use. Never mind. Now I have an idea of where that hook goes. Uh, both of you make another sanity save. Yeah. Oh, this I time I, I critically succeeded this one with an okay. eleven. Yeah, uh, it's it's not the worst thing you could see. I mean, they're just androids, so they're not really alive, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay are, with this. <laughs> you guys are you guys are just heading out. Uh yeah, I I think um I think I'll leave the door open in case anybody else wants to leave. Seems like a kind of place you'd want to get out of, but I also don't want the monarch to be upset with us. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, now I kind of know what that IED was uh, left there for, uh, in case any of the crazed ones got out, which I think we let out. So uh... maybe we'll just like leave this part out if we ever have to give like a mission report. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, let's just let's just keep heading on heading on. I, I, you know what? I don't think it's fair to trap them all in there. They don't want to be in there. Yeah, true. Okay. So, uh, all right. so yeah, we'll we'll leave we'll leave the door open. If anyone wants to leave, they can leave. Okay. So you you turn and start heading out and as you do, uh you see that um Apparently, you didn't notice them. There are three more androids standing behind you. These look different than the other ones. These are also clearly androids, but slightly better. They're not broken, but uh, they seem like old model budget androids. Their faces are uh, blank mannequin faces. Uh, They don't have eyes um, or mouths. Uh, They just kind of look at you with this weird blank expression. Uh, They're all holding guns. uh, And as you turn around, they just kind of cock their heads and look look at you, maybe? Like, sort of in a questioning manner? Uh, I'll, I'll, like, step aside and I'll... You guys want to go through, too? Because... They raise their guns and point them at you. Hey, um, we're not looking for trouble. Um... I do. You, do you want us to follow you, or are you? Are we under arrest? What? What's going on here? They don't have mouths. How are we supposed to communicate? They all. So all we got are points and gestures from guns. Uh, as as they're pointing their guns at you, two of the uh, broken androids that ran in with you come walking out, and they see these uh, armed androids. The armed androids turn and just open up with their SMGs and start shooting the damaged androids. Uh, so both of you, again, uh, well, this time make fear saves. Because that's unexpected. That I do not pass. 70 out of 29. Okay. So that's one stress for uh, you. I don't, I don't know what my fear rank is. Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, no, I don't make that. Yeah, okay, that's one stress yeah. for you, too. Brooke, 
uh, as the, the gunfire, just the cacophony of gunfire just uh, deafens you for a moment. Uh, they seem distracted if you wanted to try to get away. Yeah, now seems like a good time to Yeah. yeah that, that's speed with disadvantage. disadvantage. Uh, if you want, you could use zero G if you're trying to just zero G your way through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely going to kick off the wall like I do in the in a pool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, well, I I critted or I got a success, so twenty five out of uh, uh, fifty one. Very nice. I also critted or I got a success. Okay. Uh, so the two of you, while these uh, other androids are distracted, just uh, just kind of look at each other wordlessly for a split second, and then kick off and go sailing through the air. I assume you're heading towards the other vent that you can actually fit through? Yep. Uh, okay. So as, you, as you're as you flying through the air, you, like, you hit another wall and then rebound towards the vent. The As soon as you bounce off that wall, there's another crack of gunfire and bullet holes appear where you just were. Uh, so you, you get to this vent... Uh, and you have to open it. So, who is going to try to do that? Uh, I guess I you, will, since I got the crowbar. Yeah, you got the tools. Uh, I I have the uh, foam gun. Uh, can I can I fill that doorway with foam? With the no, the the vent room you're in. Is, um, wait a second. Actually. Oh no! You had to go through the access. That's a smaller. Uh, you could try. Let me check the details on the phone gun real quick. Um, don't know. Right, there we go. Um, foam gun. Hardening foam. Body instinct save to avoid or become stuck. Foam covers five square meters. There we go. Um. Five square meters. Uh, So, that's different. It's listed in two different places in different parts of the book. That's weird. Maybe maybe one to use as a weapon, one to use as a tool? Well, no. At one point, it's listed. It says foam covers one square meter, and another point, it says it covers five square meters. So I had previously told you five, so we'll do with that. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a um, a combat check for Zark. Okay. And uh, for a strength that, check. Yeah, strength plus you could use your mechanical repair and the crowbar. Yes, it's kind of like mechanical unrepair, but yeah. I mean, you have to know how things work so to break them up down so well to safely uh, break them down yeah i make that it's 19 out of 41 oh i got an 18 okay. we were very close there all right so zark as you hear of rook uh grab the crowbar and just start and prying the the grate off you turn uh and fire your phone gun you you hit the the door pretty well um you don't you don't close off the entire thing, 
but you block about probably four-fifths of it, uh, and enough that it definitely is going to slow down those androids. Um, So they are are effectively blocked. I I turn to Rook and I say, please hurry up with that crowbar. (laughs) And just as you say that, I get the, 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 the passageway open. Yep, you get it open, uh, and you guys go tumbling through. Um, again, this this is um, a, a smaller air duct, and as you're as you're going through, it starts to starts to narrow until it gets to just barely big enough for you guys to to get through. But you manage to crawl, uh, and you you push your way out the other side, and come out in what looks like uh, some kind of medical room. Uh, and as the as your flashlights uh, you know play across the room, you could see uh, three laminated human corpses floating in the center of the room. Uh, their rib cages are cracked open. Uh, so both of you make sanity saves. Uh fear saves actually. I'm complete shite with these fracking yeah. bloody. Sanity saves, man. I've just been. I don't think I've passed this. Oh, I passed one. <laughs> that uh, yeah. that is a no. That is a, a ninety-one out of twenty-nine. I got a ninety-five. <laughs> All right, high five. Uh, that's that's one more stress for each of you. Uh, so I, as you you come out, there's just three corpses floating there, laminated. I, I picture I picture we both like clamber out of the hole, and then there's like a beat while we catch our breaths, and then we see that, and there's. We both just scream in unison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's broken medical equipment uh, all over the room and kind of floating around. Uh, the the shelves in here seem to have mostly been looted. Um, but the the main thing that draws your eye is those three corpses. Why? Why? What is this place? It's. <laughs> Who designed this building? Why are we here? There are too many questions and not enough answers getting made. <sighs> I I kind of have given up on the answers. I I feel like none of the answers would be good. If we're if we're if we're humans, then why ever we're here? It's it's probably stupid or selfish or just unfair and it's it's better not to know if we're androids then i don't know we have faulty programming or or something at this point no answer would be satisfying <laughs> and uh i just kind of want to go home if but i don't even know where that is i i have a disconcerting feeling that this is home uh, both I, of you make do, too. Things. I passed that one with an 11. I I failed that one with a 63 out of 54. Okay, so, Zark, you, you say, you know, I have a feeling that this is home. And, Rook, you, you say, yeah, I do, too. But then you get this, this flash of memory of, of a different home. So what, what is your... Your, what is your home? You remember home. 
Uh, I'm seeing a, a busy street. Like, do I, I'm getting like 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 flashes of 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 memory of, of like things? Like, you know, does it have to be specific? It, 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 it starts. It starts with flashes, and then it sort of coalesces into more of a thing. If you don't want to be specific right now, you don't have to. But your character Rook remembers his home. You know that this place isn't your home. Yeah, so I think I think seeing like walking down like uh, like city steps, you know, and then like like busy traffic and and just seeing all this this chaos and remember being really busy, and then uh, I, I get any snaps back yeah. to being on a cold space station. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's what you get. All right, so this this room is is not very big. It's just it's just a medical room. So you can look around in here. Uh, there is a there's one door that leads out of here. Um, I'm I'm gonna try to scavenge on the shelves. I'll see if anything is has not been looted. Uh, okay, so that would be intellect plus uh, scavenge if you have it. I do. I also have scavenge. Can I give him an assist? Uh, you can. So he gets uh, advantage. And that is a crit. 11 out of 64. Nice. Okay. So I will give you some extra. So you look around. The shelves are empty. But uh, in the corner of the room, you find a cabinet labeled patient records. And you think, uh, what the fuck? Uh, And you open it up. uh, And tucked behind uh, some old folders, you find some medical supplies. So you find... Because uh, you got a crit, I will up this a bit. You find five stim packs and five things of painkillers. Nice. That's the wrong book. Uh, you also find three scalpels that uh, have a dried red substance on them. Um, probably just old paint. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm trying to find the gear so I can tell you what those things do. Equipment. Uh, there we go. So, uh, painkillers. Uh, when ingested, it immediately heals 1d10 points of damage and lowers stress by 1. There is a danger of addiction and or overdose if used frequently. Okay. Uh, and the stim packs. The oh, grid. I got those already. I had a few of those. Oh, you did from what? Um, we picked them up at the locker. I think I think I just had a stim pack, but now I've got six of them. Oh yeah. So those granted immediate two d ten health and temporarily increased strength in combat by two d ten each for one d ten hours. They could also be addictive, or cause or overdose. Yay, addiction in a place that doesn't have a steady supply of things that you are addicted to. Yep. Sounds great. Um, I I am actually damaged from being uh, rudely jarred awake by being hit in the face. Uh, so I think I it, it's just one dose of the painkillers, or um, yeah, but you have you have five doses of them. Okay. Hang on. So you find uh, you so find five painkillers. 
Okay, so I'll put in... I, I'm going to take one of them. Okay. That uh, heals 1d10 damage and lowers your stress by one. Nice. Alright. Nine! Damn, okay. Yeah, you decide to pop one. You don't have any water, so you just dry swallow it, and it sucks, but uh, it hits you pretty quickly, and you just feel a little bit better. Your head stops hurting. Your head, this is when you realize you've had a bad headache this entire time, uh, and that goes away, and you feel a lot better. Oh yeah, that's that's much better. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stuff the painkillers and the stim packs into. I, I guess I have like uh, pockets on my spacesuit. Yeah, I remember one of you grabbed like a duffel bag thing too to carry stuff. Or yeah, I'll I'll throw it in there. Oh, so I think we should have utility pouches on these things or something like that? Yeah, Yeah, you've got some pouches and pockets and stuff. I'll I'll put them I'll put them somewhere readily accessible. Are you are you all right? Are you you taking the scalpel? Um, I mean, we have well. You, Rook, do you have a gun, or did we give the gun to um, Titus? Uh, I think Titus has the ranged weapon. I have a hand welder, which is close range, and a crowbar, which is close range. And uh, I do have a, I have six points of damage. I don't know if I should take a thing yet. Well, the painkillers only heal 1d10, so... Might be worth yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll pass him the painkillers. It, it it gives you it gives you a nice buzz. I mean, I, I hate to advocate using drugs in the workplace, but just some good <laughs> drugs. I mean, after some shit we've seen, I, I could use uh, a bit of a relaxation. Uh, D ten, you said right? Yep, one D ten, and you lower one stress, or you lose one stress. Oh, cool! I got exactly six, which is what I needed to get back up to full health. Yeah, I am also at full health now. Good, great. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll I'll take the scalpel. Okay, so uh, a scalpel just does one d10 damage, but if you get a crit, it does an additional one d10 damage and causes bleeding. Nice. Uh, it also gives you a plus ten bonus to surgery if you perform surgery. I mean, judging by what's what's been going on, there, there's a possibility that that might come up. <laughs> it's not it's not out of the question. Yeah. Um, all right, so I, I guess I guess let's let's go. So okay. we'll, we'll we'll open the door. Uh, okay, so you you open the door into uh, another. Uh, human-sized room. Uh, it's not a long corridor, but the panel, the wall panels in this room are all skewed and kind of protruding like cobblestone. Um, and it it wraps around uh, the entire... So every surface of this room is covered in these panels, and they're all skewed and looking weird. Is this an intentional design? 
Uh, you don't know. It does seem kind of uniform. Can I get a look at the panels? Are they on, like, articulated arms or something? Uh, not that you could see. It's like the actual panels of the, like, the wall is made of. Okay. It's, I was it's wondering not like TV. If, yeah, I was wondering if it was like a portal situation where, like, there's a bunch of uh, swivel-mounted panel, uh, you know, like like on arms, and, and they just sort of come together to form a room. No, no, that's not what you get. That, no. It's uh, it's just sort of like the the generic paneling that's used to make the walls is all misaligned and looking weird. All right. Uh, so what are you gonna do? Well, either we're going back up through the grinder and facing those androids that want to murder us, or we're walking into this room. So. Uh, I mean, right. we, we've we've made our bed. I guess we should uh, sleep in it. Are you floating through or walking through? Uh, I feel like f- I don't want to touch these panels. Yeah, it's probably a bad idea. Okay, so then uh, both of you make speed checks with uh, plus zero G, but with disadvantage. All right. Well, I easily went both ends of the spectrum here. I rolled a two, and then I rolled a 92. Oof. Yeah, I got a 67 out of 51. Okay. So you both uh, push off and uh, kind of bump into each other a bit and then uh, drift towards the walls and you bump into the panels uh, and you are suddenly electrocuted. There's a terribly powerful current running through um, these these panels. You each take 12 damage. Well, it's a bloody good thing that we healed up beforehand. Actually, wait one second. Um... Huh. Okay. Um. Never mind. Um. Wait one second. So. Um. So, spacesuits we have now are actually grounded. So, um, I think you're actually, because it specifically says, uh, you take the damage unless you're grounded. Um, and I guess the fact suits would be grounded. Uh, so you don't take damage, actually. Hooray! However, uh, your your lights and radios do short out, um, and you, you you get a you get a notice from your suit that um, it is you know you're being electrocuted. 
Excuse me, hate to bother you. But it appears you're being electrocuted. Would you like some help with that? <laughs> yes! Turns out that an astronaut moving over the lunar, lunar surface creates a triboelectric charge, similar to the way shuffling your feet across the carpet builds up static electricity. The moon is a very poor conductor, so the astronaut is actually grounded to the free reservoir of charge in the local plasma and not the lunar surface. Um... On the day side, photoelectrons and solar wind ions are a conducive, conductive medium and provide a good electrical ground. The copious amounts of charged particles in the environment provide a reservoir of charge to remediate any charge buildup. However, on the night side and in shadowed areas, there are reduced plasma currents and no photoelectrons at all, which leaves the astronauts effectively ungrounded, allowing a possible buildup of electrostatic discharge for a roving human. Charge buildup is possible if time... Um, oh... Oh, okay. The Apollo, 12, the Apollo 12 suit was a was multi-layer with the outer skin made of woven Teflon, which is an insulator and a strong tribal electric charge generator when rubbing against most material, especially granular minerals common to lunar regolith. These insulating fibers can entrap dust either electrically or mechanically. It turns out that we wrapped the astronaut in a woven material ideally suited for collecting dust. All right, so I'm just going to say they're grounded because I don't want to read a bunch of scientific articles right now. Uh, so you don't take any damage. But our lights and radios are, are effectively gone until we can repair them. Uh, yeah, it is going to take a repair check. Yeah, they did get shorted out. Well, once we get into an area where I don't think they'll be shorted out again, I will repair them. Um, can uh, we? Is there? Are there other exits to this room? Or yeah, this room's just kind of a, a corridor that takes you down. Uh, and you get to the other side, and you could just barely make out above the door a sign that says "Reject Bin Access." Realize you've gone in a circle. Um, and that's that's the only exit here. Unless you want to go back, yeah. That's going to take you eventually back to the air the air control room. Which is what the reject bin access also leads to. The reject bin access is the room you just uh, foamed closed to keep the security androids away from you. Great. So our choices are to go back or to go back, is what you're saying? Yep. So we have to fight our way through these things. If they're still there. If they're still there. Alright, so yeah. Um... Oh, I'll look at I'll look at uh, I'll look at Rook and I'll go. Well, I mean, I, I'm guessing that they're they won't be expecting us to come from this way if they're still in there. Yeah, they didn't pop up in their probability generator. Generator. Um, so right. I will I will get my foam gun at the ready and open the door. All right, you open the door. Uh, and it seems those security androids have gone. Although the uh, other androids that you came in with, uh, their pieces are just kind of floating in the room here, and the big doors that you hacked open have been resealed. So I'm guessing those ro- those uh, droids were bodyguards or something, or... You know, the hall monitors. I wonder if they went to round up the ones that escaped. Could be. Could be. 
So uh, if we open that door again, they're going to come back, you think? I think so. Um, either either we've got to get to the top of the pile or... Well, I will, I will also remind you that uh, when you went through the, that first room, that big condensation room, had two other air ducts that you haven't been through. Um... So your your main options now are to get back onto the pile and try to get on the claw or go back to the condensation room. Well, here, here's the thing. The... Uh... Somebody told us last time that we had to go through the grinder, right? Did they? I don't remember. I I think I think um yeah, I forget who it was that said it. Um uh well, I am looking at the map and that is one possible way to get there. Um don't no, it was the other AI who we talked to. He said we had uh-huh. to go through the grinder. Uh, I may have misspoke. You don't have to go through the grinder to get there. But that is one possible way. If you're going, th- if you're if you're going to follow that path that you have to go through the grinder, then your only option is to go back to that pile and try to get to wherever that's going. Right. Well, in character, I feel like I feel like this is uh, this is my rationale, Rook. If you want to try to talk Muck out of this, the the helpful voice told us to go through the grinder to get to where we need to go. And if this is if this is the only path, then this is this is uh, what what Muck thinks we have to do. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, Rook Rook heard the same thing. So I mean, uh, and we've already gone this far. And we'd have to go back through the grinding room to get back to the the moisture room, right? Yeah. And uh, with the way we've been rolling lately, I don't know if I want to go back to the grinder room. Well, without a marine, I don't know if I want to start any fights with any fucking androids armed with submachine guns. But Well, as you look around, most of the foam you put in front of the door is still there. So if anything was going to come in, that's definitely going to slow them down. Uh, and they didn't show up immediately after you opened the door. They showed up a few minutes later. Right. So you think you've got some time? Where where did they where did they go? If the foam is still there, did they crawl through it? Yeah, there, you didn't foam the entire door entire shut. Door. There, there was okay. a there was a space that you could squeeze through, so they probably squeezed through there. Uh, if you want, uh, you could take a minute to try to fix your radios and lights too. Um, do you want me to do? Two rolls, one for each suit, or can I just 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 one roll on the one roll? That's a intellectual repair. I'm going to say your crowbar doesn't really help in this case, though. Yeah, I didn't think it would. You can assist, yeah. Although you do have have a toolbox, I will give you advantage for the toolbox. 
All right, well, I, I made it on the first roll with a 32. I figured, uh, you know, if he's giving me advantage, I'll take the advantage to see if I crit. But, uh, no, I, I got it. Okay. Yeah, so you, you get the market again. Uh, they had, uh, you know, surge protectors built in. You just kind of got to get in there and, you know, flip the switches to get them back online. It takes you a few minutes, but you, you get them going again. So you have lights and radios. Uh, now the other thing I can say, Rook, uh, I've got these, I've got these stim packs. Are they, are those like syringes or is it like dermal pads or something? Um, no, they're syringes. It's basically, uh, like, like an EpiPen filled with morphine. It's probably not morphine because it says that it gives us, uh, 2d10 strength in combat and oh yeah so it's probably more like um uh epipen filled with speed yeah that sounds more like a steroid <laughs> yeah uh so so i'll i'll say um i've got these i've got these stickies uh if we if we want to if we want a quick little boost Ah, uh, I, I think we should hold on to that till we need it. All right, so I'm, I'm going to give you one of them. Okay, okay. If if you get hurt, or if things look like they're about to go pear shaped in there, you stab yourself with that because it, it'll uh, it, it'll help your reaction time and. Uh, we, we we may need to fight our way to the top of that pile. Here, you, that you are right. Okay. Um. So you're going to have uh, to. I mean, uh, Sorry. Uh, since it's zero g, would we be able to just kind of like shove off the like climb the wall up and shove off the wall and grab like the arm of the, the hook that comes down? Yeah, you could certainly try. I feel like that might be a better approach. Like, we just kind of use the mag boots, climb up the side of the wall, and then just kick off when the he- when the arm comes down. So we're not fighting the, uh, the mass of broken droids. I mean, that works. Uh, Alright, I'll work on getting the door open. So I, I'm assuming that's another hacking check. No, I was gonna say you don't have to roll again. You you know what to do this time because you right. you got through it last time. So you just you input the the code again and the and the door starts opening again. Uh, and you're once again confronted with just the wails and screams of these broken androids uh, that can't die because they're androids. Uh, so you make your way into the room. Both of you make uh, sanity saves again. I was ready, but I wasn't ready. Oh, I actually made this one. Yeah, I did too. 19 okay. out of 40. <laughs> Apparently you were ready. <laughs> uh, okay, so you so your, your plan is to climb up the walls and then jump off when the, the crane comes down, right? Yes. Alright, so uh, you wait a minute, and then you hear the, the siren brrrr, and the uh, the panel on the ceiling opens up, uh, and the crane starts lowering down. So both of you make speed checks with zero G. Again, disadvantage. All right. 
Nope. 86. Uh, I got a 22. Could my crit help him succeed? No, because you, you got a 22 with disadvantage? Oh, then, uh, no, sorry. That was my <laughs> that was my second roll, so I was like, oh, cool. No, I, I just passed. Alright, so, uh, Rook, you managed to uh, ju- you leap towards it, and you just barely managed to get your fingers on, on the, this thick cable that's holding part of this bucket, uh, and it spins you around. You managed to grab and claw your way onto it, but uh, Zark, you just just miscalculate a bit and go sailing by to the other wall. So you get, uh, and as you as you hit the other wall, the uh, the claw is like digging down into the pile. So you get another chance. All right. Uh, can I reach out for him and kind of like help pull uh, him forward if he gets close enough? Have, yeah, that won't quite give you advantage. I'll say that'll give you a a plus five percent. Okay. Because <laughs> you got to get close enough for a Rook to grab you. Yeah, I make it uh, sixteen out of uh, out of fifty six. With disadvantage. Yeah, I rolled a thirty okay. something and a sixteen. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you 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 know you curse and you reorient yourself and you jump off again uh and this time you're sailing towards it and and rook holds out his arm and you manage to you manage to grab it and he holds you tight and pulls you in uh and you you grab onto the the cable as uh you hear the screams of the androids some of them like uh giving thanks to monarch as they're as the claw starts lifting back up uh, and you hear the the whir of some machinery above you uh, pulling up this massive claw on this thick cable. And you guys raise up into... Uh, okay, so... Where is it here? There we go. Okay. Um, so as uh, this thing gets pulled up, you, you obviously you're above the um, sorry I'm just I'm look the map here is weird okay you are above the the bucket so you get into the main room first and again it's just the wails of hundreds of androids as you look around you see that uh, there is a pile of these broken androids in the middle of the room and giant articulated arms just continuously reach down into this pile uh, to grab androids and then just literally rip them limb from limb uh, which finally kills them and then their parts just get dumped back into the chute back down into the reject pit so that's another sanity save I mean is it really? Because we kind of as suspected that that was what was happening. I mean, they're literally getting ripped apart in front of you as they scream and pain mean, and agony. They are androids. I mean, they're not like people. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I, I did not pass, which is why I'm arguing so much. <laughs> I didn't crit fail. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it was just a regular fail. For both, so that's just one for both of you. 
trying to figure out. So some of the doors here are weird. That's an airlock. I will be. I will be right, right back while you figure that out. Um, will is crying at the gate to be let in. <laughs> okay. I guess that's a one-way door. Airlock door blocked. Hidden exit. Office door. Okay, it's ladder descent. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So those are the... Okay. Sorry about that. It was just so sad and pathetic. I was like, gotta go let Will in. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm gonna figure out. It, this this one has weird symbols that I haven't seen on any of the other maps. Apparently, all the other doors you were going through were airlock doors. Ah. I did not know that. Will's brother found where I hid the drugs, so he's been a little uh, insane lately. <laughs> the catnip? Yep. Going high on that nip. Okay, so as you look around this disassembly yard, um, you can see uh, well, there's obviously the, the way you just came from. Um, that, I assume, is. Okay. Um, there is another chute in the ceiling that leads, uh, as you watch, um, you see every once in a while a fully formed android, but that's wrong. Uh, falls through that chute into the pile and then gets pulled apart by the uh, the arms there. Um, you see another air vent that looks just maybe barely big enough for you to crawl through. And there's also a ladder that leads uh, down. I think we there's want a ladder to... in the I think we wanted to go down. Um, I will say the um, if you looked at the duct, the duct, the air duct also goes down. Okay, which one of those is easier to get to? Well, definitely the ladder. I mean, the ladder is meant to be used. The air duct yeah. is an air duct. No, but like, do we have to go through the disassembly floor where all the androids are being pulled apart, and we might get pulled apart ourselves to get to the ladder, or? Oh, uh, no, most of these things are on the sides of the room. Uh, it seems like uh, one, once you jump off uh, the, the once you jump off the hook, uh, the the crane comes up and moves over to the side and dumps the androids in a different parts. So as long as you stay off that smaller pile, you're pretty sure you'll be okay. All right. Yes, I, I do not want to be mistaken for an, a defective android and be yanked apart limb from limb until I am dead. Yeah, that would probably be bad. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a pleasant way to spend your day or vacation. Um, 
So I'll, I'll look at uh, I'll look at Rook. What do you think, ladder ladder or air duct? Well, uh, you were the last to look at the map. Um, were we supposed to go up or down? Well, yeah. Well, I think we were trying to get down to the uh, the foil forest. So uh, let's go with the ladder. We'll make things a little easier on ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Just to uh, avoid the grabby arms. You guys get in the ladder. Um, Do we have to hold X or A, or can we just shimmy down? Well, you have to press A to get in the get on the ladder, but then you can hold B to just descend. Actually, no, it's zero G, so um, you just kind of pull yourself down. Uh, so the ladder goes down for 50 meters, and you come out into uh, a smaller room. That is um, seems to be um, the the overview room. Uh, so you see flowcharts taped to the walls that show the assembly process. Uh, there's also a few zero G ashtrays in here. Um, there are a bunch of terminals, but they've all been gutted. Only the screens and the housing remains. Uh, looks like all the actual innards are gone. Uh, are the posters that say Synergy still up? Uh, they are not. If you want, you could scavenge in here. Sounds like a plan. I'm down. I'm always yeah. down for a good scavenging. Let's see if there's make, anything uh, worth finding. Ryon, would you like Rook to assist Muck? Uh, it's, it's intellect? Yes, plus scavenge. Uh, yeah, in that case, we should probably have, uh, yeah, we should probably have, um, rook assist muck. Sounds like a plan. Alright, let's see how we do. I got a 40 out of 64. Okay. So you go looking through, uh, you're just looking through the room, and you come across... I lost it here, where is it? Uh, There it is. Um, Inside what would have been the main terminal here, you find a large toolbox. Uh, You open it up, uh, and first you see uh, there's a stack of post-it notes. Uh, The first one, it just says, who am I? Question mark. And you pull it off, and the other one says, who are you? And then you pull that off. It says, who am I? And you just keep, it just keeps alternating between that. There's also, uh, with your uh, computer skills, you recognize um, there is an AI logic core. But uh, it's, not, it's not connected to anything. You'd have to find something to connect it to if you want to take this. But it seems functional. Okay. Like the, so, the little blinking LED that says, you know, it's working. Is it is it just off right now? Like, is there any way I can communicate with it? Or, uh, no, you would know, you'd have to find some kind of uh, terminal or something to plug it into. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll so take it with. Take sure. sure. Can we... Artifact. 
Could, could we Frankenstein any of these computers in here to plug it into? No, it's it's just monitors in here. There's no computer oh, okay. parts left. Everything in here has been gutted. Oh my! Okay, uh, and you think that's uh, that's all you find in here? Um, let me get back to where we just were. So from here, um, there is, uh, you see one door, and there is an air vent as well. Um, we've been having good luck with the doors so far, so. I, that's that's my vote, but what does Rook think? Yeah, uh, Rook thinks creeping around in the vents might be problematic. I mean, uh. I think doors are how people are naturally meant to move around in places. I don't think anyone's meant to move around in this place. That's that's valid. That's a valid. But yeah, I, I like doors. Doors feel right. Creeping around in ducks makes it feel like uh, like I'm trying to survive a horror film or something. <laughs> oh, that's what makes it feel like you're trying to survive a horror. <laughs> oh, go figure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you go out the door. It is an airlock door, as I now know what that means. Um, so the the airlock uh, opens up, and you come out into another hallway. Uh, and as you walk a little bit into the hallway, it splits. So you can either keep going straight, or you can make a turn. You can kind of see with your flashlights, uh, there are doors at the end of both of those. Uh, either of the doors labeled or no? Uh, yes, I will say one of them is labeled Final Testing. The other is labeled Final Construction. Uh, Muck turns to Rook. What, what do you think? Well, uh, final construction, I'm assuming, means that thing's completely built, and I guess after that it goes to final testing, so I guess that would be the door that leads to the way out. So, uh, testing? Sounds reasonable. Okay. Uh, you get to the airlock there, but it is locked. So you would have to either... I would allow either hacking or mechanical repair to get the door open, depending how you want to go about that. Alright, well, I'll keep hitting it with a crowbar while you keep just typing keys randomly and see which one opens it first. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll get my sunglasses and I'll just keep repeating I'm in until I'm actually in. <laughs> um, Alright, so yeah, I guess I, you, you want to help me and I'll hack? Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right. you can do that. Um, so does that give me advantage, or are we... Yes, yes, sorry, advantage, yes. Okay. I got a 20 out of 79. Okay. So it takes you a minute, but uh, you managed to hack, and the airlock iris is open. Uh, and once again, you are greeted with the sound of screams. Uh, as you enter the room, your lights uh, play over this 
Uh, very large. You went to final testing, right? Yeah. Um, so you went to this, into this very large room. There's, um, androids and people, maybe, um, sort of held to the wall in these big metal arms. And you watch as, uh, cables, uh, snake out of the walls, like, of their own volition, like they're alive, and plug into the back of their heads. Um, and it's just, it's just filled with screams and begging and pain. Uh, so make fear saves again. Nope. I'll take a no for 200, Alex. Uh, so that's one more stress for each of you. And, uh, as you as you're watching this, uh, one of the androids who you could tell is an android, but it's a more humanoid android than you than the ones you've encountered previously, manages to kind of wrench itself free of the metal clamp that's holding it, and it, it like uh, starts floating and trying to make its way towards you. It it sees you because of your lights. Please, please, you've got to help me. Help me get out of here. Okay, well then, just keep floating this way. It's it's like it doesn't have purchase on anything. It's just kind of like tumbling. It's like, please, you, you've got to help me. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And uh, you see that there is a, a mechanical arm that is coming down towards it to grab it. So what are you guys gonna do? Hmm. Well, option A would be to help this android uh, before he gets yanked apart for being a defective. Or option B would be to try to get him out of the way and accidentally getting grabbed by the arm ourselves, which nobody wants. Uh, uh, maybe, wait, he said he doesn't know what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what we're doing here. Ah, damn it. Maybe we could help him. I, I think uh, that would be the the good person thing to do, right? We're good yeah. people, I would assume. Let's let's help the guy out. Um, hmm. you got anything in your toolbox that would help? Any rope, or I don't know why you'd have rope in a toolbox, but you do not have rope in your toolbox. Oh, what are we gonna need a fucking rope for? <laughs> Exactly. That <laughs> oh, looks like side team's back. Hooray! All right. Uh, I guess I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna try to launch myself at the guy. Uh, okay, that's a speed check uh, with zero G uh, disadvantage. All right. Um, I've got my I've got my foam gun ready so that. Uh, in the case that I I miss or uh, I I leave myself in a position where uh, the arm might grab me, I can foam the arm up. Okay. And I got a seven. Okay. Uh, so you you launch yourself at this 
uh, guy as the arm is is closing in on him, and you, you don't have too many options, so you just kind of collide with him and grab him um, and float him away to a wall, uh, and you manage to break yourself on the wall when you get there. Uh, he's clinging on to you. Oh, thank you. Thank God. We're not out of the, 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 the we're not out of the fire yet. We gotta get out of this room. Uh yeah, wait, where's my map? Um just see. Uh so as you as you look well, uh Rook, as you look around, because Zark is somewhat preoccupied, uh you see that there are two chutes in the floor. Um and you can see that there are uh messed up of androids are being dropped down the fail chutes, and the ones that look okay to you are being sent up the other chutes. There's the door you came through. There's also a door that seems to be connected to some kind of giant conveyor belt. Uh, that is leading androids into here, but uh, you might be able to go the other way. Well, I think the chute that says that they're good might be the best option. Probably. Well, the the, fo- the foil forest is where they grow their skin, right? No, you don't know what... No, that's not where they grow the skin. Okay. It's, I, thought, uh, I thought I remembered somebody saying that. There is a place where they grow the skin, but it is not the foil forest. Yeah, did, somebody did mention like a skin growing lab or something like that, or yeah, you, you a ran into an AI, who, uh, yeah, who was working in uh, a skin growing lab, but he wouldn't let you in unless you had clean suits. We had the right. yeah, we needed clean suits, okay. which are not the suits that we are currently wearing. Right, there are pseudo flesh farms. That's a different floor altogether. All right, uh, so I I. Uh... I hang on to the guy, and I, I just kind of, okay, it's it's all right. It's all right. You're going to be fine. I don't know. Where, where am I? Okay. Uh, I know you have a lot of questions. We don't have many answers. Um, so this is, uh, what is it? It's Cloud Something Synthetics? Uh, it is Cloud Bank Synthetics Production Facility. Okay. So so you're, in, you're at the Cloud Bank Synthetics Production Facility? Wait. So, I I was. What what was I doing on that on that line? Well, it looked uh, like you're about um, to get your programming in. Yeah you you might be you might be an android. I don't know. Oh, oh God. Uh, what? I'm, oh Jesus. Uh, he well, just kind of starts weeping. Okay, okay, calm down, calm down. Listen, listen, just the 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 best thing to do, and trust me because I know, is is just to just to keep going. Okay, you just just don't think about anything too much, and keep going because otherwise you're gonna get into some really really nasty territory, and there's there's nothing good there. Okay, there's nothing good. All right, so both of you roll one d six. Tell me what you got. I got a six. I got a two. And then both of you roll 1d100 and tell me what you get. 
I got a 33. I got a 2. You got a 2? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. That's it. Okay. Panic later. Panic later. Fo- uh, stress out later. Focus on getting out of room now. I think that tube is our best way out of here. Let's head to that. All right. So I, I, I kind of, I kind of um, put my hand on the guy's shoulder and I say, "All right, we're going to jump down that tube right now." You ready? Uh, I will. T- I will uh, tell you. Also, there are some terminals in here. If you wanted to look around. I thought we were trying to escape a mad claw that was trying to grab us. The claw seems to uh, be ignoring you for now. Yeah, I think once okay. we once we got out of its reach, it just kind of like went, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let the security droids take care of that. Right. Um, all right. So yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll go uh, up to one of the terminals and I'll I'll try to get a sense of like if I can bring up that station map or uh, of of what's what's going on here. Like, what exactly are they testing? Uh, sure. That's going to be a uh, intellect with computers plus hacking. Okay. That's very good. And I got a 66 out of 79. Oof. Okay. Give me one second. Um... Um, okay, so first, okay. Gentlemen, and then I have to flip through different books for different rules, real quick. I got a rule for you right here in my butt. Okay, I know it's a weird place to keep rules. But no I mean, one will think really don't want else to find them. All right, so you succeeded on your hacking check. So with a crit, uh, what is it you're looking for He's, here? Yeah, he succeeded crit, yeah. very well. Um, I I want to get I want to get an idea of the process here. Like, what what exactly are they doing to these androids? Yeah, I'm trying to find the page. Okay, so this is uh, the tail end of the assembly line. Um, this is the like basically the final quality insurance check on the assembly line to make sure that the androids are uh, correct. Um, And you pull up a map of this area. Um, Going out the airlock or the success chute is not the way you want to go. That would take you uh, to an airlock that will lead you to android storage. Um, If you want to get to the foil forest, you can either 
uh, head through the giant conveyor belts, uh, which would take you to the end of the assembly line, uh, and you'd have to make your way all the way through the assembly line uh, to another room, and there's a chute that would lead you down to the foil forest. Um, or you can go back to the disassembly yard if you hop down the fail chute that's in this room um, and go through the air duct in there and that will take you pretty close to the foil forest. What are you thinking? The conveyor belt? But going... Going down yeah, the going, success. going out the success shoots, it would be the wrong. I mean, you could go to Android storage if you want. It's not huge, but uh, it's probably not the way you want to go. Um, can we backtrack into the, that other corridor? Because there was another door that went to the room before, right? Uh, that other that other door leads to about midway on the assembly line. Okay. Is that closer where we need to be? Closer to where we need to be, or is it faster to just go through the conveyor belt? Uh, no, that's faster than the conveyor belt. But the fastest way would be to head back to the disassembly room and through the air ducts. That's the fastest way. Okay, so I'll, I will relay all of this information back to Rook. Well, if 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 that's the faster way, I mean, I, I'm kind of I feel I've kind of done rolling around here through the, in the dark and just kind of figuring things out as we go. If we if we have a direct route, that's you know quite quick. You know what? I will uh, I will be kind because you got a critical success. I will take a picture of the map of the area and just post it in the Discord so you can see where you are. Because um, I was going to say, we could probably just... We didn't encounter anything too horrible after we left, left the disassembly room. We could probably just backtrack, and it'll it'll take a little longer than going through the chute. But it won't mean possibly getting torn apart by uh, android arms. By robot arms, rather. Uh, I'll post it on the rolls. Okay. There you go. So you are currently on the right, the far right final testing. The foil forest is on the far left. Yeah, it looks like the roll thing, the sidekick's working again. Yeah, full, oh, yeah. full forest. Uh, so just looking at the, the map here, um, the dotted lines are air ducts, and the solid lines are corridors. Okay. If it's got the, the spikes in it, that means uh, it's an ascent or descent. That's <coughs> So, like I said, if you want to go through the assembly line, you'd have to go through the entire assembly line up to the security dispatch and then down a chute into the foil forest. Or go back to the disassembly yard and then through that air duct to scrap uh, 
Kong. Where is that? It's 40. This assembly yard goes to. Um, we we can either go to Scrap Kong or Brain Space. Yeah, you could do that too if you want to go to Brain Space and then to the security dispatch and then down to. Uh, down the chute I to mean, the foil forest. Do we want to go to Brain Space? I mean. The I mean, name I feel like. I feel like suggest. if that's the option, if that's the option other than uh, wild pseudo flesh, yeah, you know, brain space sounds like a, a fantastical idea. Um, but I, I'm I'm really up for whatever at this point. We're we're probably all going to die. I mean. Um, I, I'd say I'd say let's let's backtrack through the overview room back to the disassembly place. Yeah, you can go that way too. Yeah, just there's nothing really terrible in there, and also it doesn't mean that we have to avoid getting ripped apart by robot arms. Yeah, yeah, I would very much like to avoid okay. getting ripped apart by robot arms. Most people would. Yeah. All right, so uh, you you head back to the assembly of overview. Um, uh, before we before we go any further, what's the what's the uh, android that we rescued doing? Is he just sort of sitting there weeping? Is he following us? Like, uh, I mean, he right now he's sitting there weeping. His his sobs have kind of uh, lessened to just uh, general uh, mumbling to himself. Um, you could take him with you. You can leave him here. It's up to you. Um, I think we should probably take him with us. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll uh, after I'm done with the after I'm done with the terminal, I'll go walk over to him and I'll just sort of like hunker down next to him. Rook, are you also getting involved in this conversation? Or yeah, yeah, I, I walk over, lean down with you. I thought we had to avoid uh, you know the. Uh, the, you know, the arm being angry with us. No, it seems to not care. Okay, as long as it's not caring, I don't care. But I do so, keep a, a watchful eye on it. <laughs> do you, uh... Case, go ahead. I mean, in case it suddenly decides to start caring. Okay. Yeah, he's just kind of this this android. Um, I guess he's not really sitting because it's zero G here, but uh, he kind of found himself a, a place against the wall where he's kind of like wedged himself in and just in a fetal position, kind of muttering to himself. Hey, come on, guy. Do you know your name? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Gerald. Hi, Gerald. How you doing, buddy? Not great. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know it's been. I know it's been rough. Uh, but let, listen, we we have to go now. Um, we're we're trying to find our way someplace. Um, you're welcome to come with us if you want, or you can just stay here. Uh, but I, I. I... I don't know what to do. I uh, how, how did I get here? I I can't answer that. 
and, and, um, and I'm not real. I I feel real. Yeah, that arm was supposed to upgrade or something or run final diagnostics. So, uh, and it looks like, yeah, does he have a plug port in his back of his head? You look and uh, you can't find it. Okay, um, maybe this thing also grabs random people out of its cryo tubes and thinks it's androids. I, it doesn't look like he has a port in the back of his head. Well, l- listen, Gerald. I don't, I, he, like, I, he like grabs at the back of his head. There's, there's nothing there. I, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you if you're real or not. I don't know. I. I, I mean, I, I try to grant everybody, give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And assume that they're, um, you know, other beings and, and not just projections of my own psyche or automatons. But, but listen, I, I would, I would just, you know, like I said, dangerous, dangerous territory, bad, bad, no thing. Don't, whether you come with us or not, just, Keep keep moving. Uh, keep moving. Don't stay in one place too long. And and whatever you do, just just don't think about whatever you're thinking about right now, because doesn't lead anywhere okay. good. Okay, just just don't just don't think. I didn't say don't think. I I said don't think about that. If you're if you're wondering who you are, where you came from. You, you, Gerald, and you're here right now with us, okay? And and that has to be enough for now. Who are you? My name's Zark, Zark Muckerberg. And my name is Rook, Rook Brannigan. Okay, Zark and, and Rook. And where, where are we going? We're going to the Foil Forest. That, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things in this place sounded kind of nice until we got there. But yeah, <laughs> it might be nice. Okay, uh, lead the way, I guess. You've, you've got the lights. Uh, he's He's dressed basically the same way you guys were when you first woke up, just like really simple clothes that are, are just kind of like to cover him, not really for any functionality. That doesn't bode well for us not being androids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he uh, he has to bounce along behind you, but you head uh, back down to the assembly overview and then climb up the ladder back to the disassembly yard. Uh... And as you get in there, there are androids, again, screaming in pain as they are being ripped apart. And, Rook, you just, you just can't help but feel really bad for them. Uh, take one stress. Both of us, or just me? Or no, just you. Just one stress for Rook, 
as you try to avert your gaze from the androids that are screaming as they're being ripped apart. Uh, Gerald is, uh, let's see. I'm going to make a fear save for Gerald here. It's probably not going to go great. No, no, Gerald. Oh, God. (laughs) What kind of horrible place is this? It is a horrible place. Just uh, try not to look and try not to hear. And just walk straight ahead. Just follow us and don't pay attention. Uh, sometimes there's like a particularly loud sound of metal ripping followed by a blood-curdling scream from an android. And every time that happens, Gerald just uh, Gerald just flinches. Uh, but you guys get to uh, the cramped air ducts. Uh, and so you're going to crawl your way through to the brain space. So uh, they are very cramped, so make sanity saves. Hooray. Gonna roll for Gerald here. He's doing real Ooh, well so far. Have a good day for Gerald. <laughs> uh, I, I failed that. I got an 81 out of 40. Alright, so that's one stress for you. I did not pass. That's one stress for you as well. Yes, man. Call of Cthulhu, this game, freaking... Man, any games that involve stress, my characters do not handle it well. Yeah. At least you haven't had to make a panic check yet. Uh, That's not boating Uh well. So you guys uh, push your way out, uh, gasping for breath as you come out of that really cramped air duct into the brain space. Uh, There are, as you look around in here, you see a jumble of android logic cores that are all just colliding and spinning through the room in some weird kind of dance. Uh, You see cat-sized drones with weird needle legs kind of leaping and moving between these brains. Um, And occasionally they uh, go over to this box affixed to the wall that just sort of gently hums. And the drones open it up and then disappear down a cramped duct. Uh, oh, that's where you come from. Uh, so you came out through this gently humming box, and as you step aside, you see that these drones occasionally uh, make their way towards the duct that you just came through. Well, this is interesting. This is nice. It's yeah. also a big room. These logic cores are all over the place. Uh, can I tell they all, like, wired together or networked? Are we, are we dealing with some kind of a gestalt consciousness, or...? No, they're not wired together. They're all individual. They're just kind of floating around, and some of them, like, collide with each other, and then bounce off and spin. It's just a bunch of them. And they're not, like, plugged into anything or doing anything in particular, just... Uh, no.
All right. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, so as you make your way through, you find a door at the far side of the room uh, that's labeled Security Dispatch. Uh, we should probably be very careful here. I have my welder at the ready. Okay. So, you... I'm just going to check because the more weird... Okay. So, on this side, it is an airlock door, uh, which you open up. It's not locked. Uh, but then when you get to the other side, it's a regular office door. Uh, and it opens into this huge space. And you could see uh, these giant steel spheres all just floating silently inside this massive space. Uh, and there is one more, there is a tenth sphere that is bolted to the floor in the center of the room. Uh, I'm guessing we should probably sneak through here, so everybody be very quiet. We're, we're looking for a duct that goes down to the foil forest. Okay. Uh, so if you're, um, if you're sneaking, if there's any like stealth skill, um, be sure not to say, "Hey guys, how are you hanging around for?" Um, so I'm just gonna say you can make intellect checks to see if you notice anything. Okay. I pass. 16 out of 54. Okay. Uh, you start making your way down the room, around the room, and you don't see any shoots anywhere. Um, but maybe, I mean, the only place that it could be is maybe inside that sphere that's bolted to the floor. I crit failed. Oh. You don't see anything. It was just a perception test. I, I, I'm i too busy laughing about to myself about my own joke about hanging around, because you know there are orbs floating. <laughs> Alright, um, so I, I will I will point over at the, at the sphere that's bolted to the floor. <laughs> hanging around. Um, <laughs> is it... Is it um, Is it just like a sheer smooth sphere? There's there's no features on it at all, or uh, as you walk around, there is a door. Other than that, it just yeah seems like a big smooth sphere. All right, uh, so door it is. All right, you open the door, and inside you see dozens and dozens of those security androids that you saw before. Um, they all seem to be deactivated uh, and just kind of in storage in these in this sphere. As you look around, you see that some of them are wearing funny hats. <laughs> uh, like, like, like sombreros and top hats and fezes, or like funny yeah, as no, in like no, yeah, okay. Like you see one with a sombrero, one has a fez, one has a fedora. They're just random, it seems. Uh, but at the 
in the center of this room, you have to make your way past some of the androids. You do see a chute in the floor. So, right. yeah, I, I just I just kind of slowly turn, hold up my hold up my uh, finger to my lips, and and do the universal like shh gesture. Um. I'm going to say that's going to be a speed check. I'll let you use zero G. Oh, so you are at disadvantage, though. Already, I can tell you it's a no. Let's see how Gerald does. I did it. I got a twenty out of uh, out of uh, forty-one. No, fifty-one. Well, excuse me. The good news, Rook, is that Gerald does worse than you. Uh, so, uh, Zark, you go first, and you manage to slowly make your way through these stacks and rows of security androids, and you get to the center, uh, and there's just a chute that you can go down, and you turn to sort of wave to the other two, like, over here, and Gerald gets a little overzealous and bumps into Rook, who then bumps into one of the androids, which, but as... Uh, Gerald bumps into Rook. He bounces off and bumps into a few more androids. Uh, and those androids that Gerald bounces into suddenly, their eyes, well, they don't have eyes, but they suddenly kind of like twitch a little bit uh, and start reaching out to grab him. So some of the androids are waking up. So, Zark, you're, you could just jump down this chute. You're already there. Uh, Rook, you gotta make one more speed tech to get there. Um, and Gerald is in a bad way. Oh. Because I'm at a disadvantage, I do not make it. Oh, well. Again, Gerald does worse than you. He got a 97. Um, so... (laughs) The android that you woke up uh, turns to him. Uh, So you guys watch as three androids grab Gerald. Uh, What are you going to do? Are you going to leave him or are you going to try to help him? Guys, please uh, help me! I'm not really built for combat, but I feel bad. Uh, I'm going to hit the one that's close. Okay, make a combat check. I have military training and close quarters combat. Uh, Those are both apply. So that gets you a plus 25%. While this is happening, Zark just swears under his breath. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Fucking fuck! 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 James got a ninety-nine. Uh, what were you attacking him with, James? I was gonna hit it them with the crowbar. So you you go to swing the crowbar down on him, and as you're mid-swing, you suddenly get this this pang of guilt about hurting an android, it just you feel really bad about it but like weirdly bad 
Um, so you you kind of like miss on purpose, and as the crowbar is coming down, the security android you were uh, swiping at grabs it from you and just yanks it out of your hand. Uh, and it is going to take a swing at you. How many androids are around? Is it like a hopeless amount of androids? Um, awake? There's like four. Total, there's 150. Great. Uh, however, it misses its swing at you, Rook. Uh, but uh, the others definitely have Gerald in their grasp. Uh, you could still get away, Rook. Uh, I, I, I'm now I'm not leaving without the crowbar. I'm going to try hitting him with the, the hand welder. Okay. Uh, well, okay, so now now we're in combat. So uh, that's a speed check to see if you go first. So is am I still at a disadvantage? Yep. All speed checks. Um, I actually make that. Uh, I fail. Okay. Uh, Okay. Is the 27 worse or the 44 worse? The 27, because the 44 is a crit. Okay. Uh, So, uh, James, you succeeded. So it goes James, androids, then Ryan. So you are up first, James. All right. Well, uh, as I said. Yeah, so that's, uh, again, you could... Yes, yeah, so that's you can use your military training close quarters combat. And it's uh since I'm using the welder, that's strength or is that something else? It's combat. Or combat. Okay, well then yes, I succeed. Okay. Uh so you do one D ten damage. Uh is the androids. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, actually, uh, you don't have to roll damage for these guys. They just have hits, not health points. Uh, okay. It's good because you only got a one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you, you bring the torch down and just sort of cut like this this scar across oh, the right. android. Uh, you could smell its weird fake flesh burning as this torch just cuts across and leaves this deep burn gash. Um, it's going to try to hit you with the crowbar again. So make an armor save. Uh, let's see, what is my armor? Where did I write that down? And remember, the vac suit gives you plus seven percentiles. Oh, uh, so. Oh, wait a second. Uh, of, yeah. Use. Uh, one second. I have to double check. Uh. uh hit location. When you lose the pose combat check, so how do I? Um, 
Nick Hovsgaard, skal han være. Uh... Okay. Um, so, it's their attack versus your armor save, actually. Um, so, that's the difficulty of their attack. So, your armor is 42? Yes. All right, so they got a 53. Uh, so, they succeed, because that is within their range of success and to beat your armor. Um, makes a combat check against the defender's armor save. If the attacker succeeds, they roll their weapon's damage dice. Um, oh, okay, sorry. So it is... Um, you can either, because it's close quarters combat, you can either use the armor save... Or you can make another combat check to counterattack. Or you can make a body save to try to get out of close quarters combat and run away. Let's see. Uh, would my 15 still count? Considering I rolled that to be defensive? Sure. So then uh, I guess I'll just counter. Okay. Uh, he still beats you, though. Ah, oh, alright. Well, then... Uh, yeah, the 42 would have been mean, better than the 15, but... No, my armor I mean, is 43 anyway, so... Yeah. yeah. I'm just... I mean, it, either way, I, I, it looks like I'm taking a hit, so... Uh... You know, I'm just double-checking, um... Because... Make it a post-check, combat versus armor... Miss or fail to inflict damage. Defending, use cover to gain advantage on armor saves. Um, I'm just trying to double check. Uh, combat. We haven't really run too much combat in this. Yeah. Sorry, okay, so I believe... Who goes first as long as the turn? Um, if you hide behind cover that conceals at least half of your body, you gain advantage on your armor saves against range attack. Okay, so you still have to make an armor save. If the attacker... Okay, attacking a specific kind of pose check, the attacker makes a combat check against the defender's armor save. If the attacker succeeds... They roll their weapons, damage dice. Um, okay, so it's an opposed check. All right, so the android succeeds, so it thwacks you. Uh, but it's a crowbar, so it's one d ten damage. Sorry, listeners, that was exciting. James, you take one damage. That whore. That was not worth it. <laughs> uh, Zark, you're up. Alright, uh, I'm stabbing myself with one of those stim packs. Okay. Uh, I'm at full health, so I don't get any any hit points. Oh wait, uh, hang on, it's... Grants an immediate 2d10 to health. Does that go, does that give me, like, temporary hit points, or, or I'm at my max, so that's... I believe it is just at to your max. All right, so I don't get any um, I don't get any hit points from it, 
Um, but I increased strength in combat by 2d10 each for 1d10 hours. Yep. Right. So I would roll for each of those individually. Okay. Two D ten. Oh, oh yeah, well, right. eight hours. Yeah. All right. So that's thirteen. Can I assign those as I like, or am I rolling straight strength and then combat? I would just say strength and then combat. Okay. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. Pretty good. So plus thirteen strength plus sixteen combat for eight hours. That's not bad. Hang on a second. I'm I'm just gonna make a note. Um, so that's and. So you get two actions during combat. So one of your actions is... uh, Stabbing myself with the... Yeah. All right. Um, And then I'm going to... Are are they, like, close to me, or do I have to get closer to them to attack? No, you're the furthest away, because you actually made it to the chute in the middle of the floor, so your second action had to be moving over to get in range. Because you... Unless, do you have any ranged weapons? Uh, not except the foam gun. And I'm guessing that they're probably, the, um, Gerald and, um, Rook are probably between me and the androids. Yes. So that's pretty useless. Oh, yeah, so then you'd have to move to get in range with a, with a melee weapon. Alright, so yeah, I'll, I'll do that then. Okay. Uh, Gerald is going to try to pull himself away. Uh, he is at disadvantage because he is being grappled by multiple ones. Ooh, nope. Uh, so Gerald is still screaming for help as three of these androids are holding him. Uh, Alright, that's the end of that round, so back to Rook. Yep, I'm getting my crowbar back. Okay, make another attack roll. That is a success. Um, so they have to roll. They succeed, but you do better. So you hit them. Um, well, you don't have to roll for damage. They just have hits. Uh, and they only yeah. had two hits. So you, you bring the welding torch down, like, across the other way on the android, and you just make, you just burn this axe deep into its torso. Uh, and as the torch finishes, you see the android's body just, like, sparks a bit, and smoke is coming out of it, and it just kind of goes limp and floats there a bit. Uh, so you reach up and just pry your crowbar out of its hand. Uh, so it is not attacking you. The others, however, are... Uh, Okay, they don't manage to murder Gerald just yet. Um, and Zark, what are you doing? Uh, one of the ones that's trying to murder Gerald, I'm going to stab it with my scalpel. Okay, uh, make a combat roll. Uh, I pass 46 out of 57. 
Okay. So you, you hit it, you stab it with a scalpel, and it, there's weird grinding sounds from inside as you hit something. Uh, and it turns to look at you with its eyeless face. Uh, back up to Rook. Well, now that I got my crowbar back, uh, I oh, think wait, I'm going to make my escape. Gerald. Sorry, one second. Uh, Gerald's going to... Uh, yeah, no, Gerald's still... Gerald's still being grappled. Um, okay, so Rook, you're just bugging the fuck out? You're leaving Gerald no, behind? No. no, I'm going to help Gerald. No. <laughs> I'm going to use the All crowbar right. again to, to melee something. Alright, so there's three androids holding him. One uh, looks like Zark already hits. Uh, the other two have not been hit. Um, I don't want to be a kill stealer. I'm going to damage one of the ones that are still holding on to him. Okay. So roll... Yeah, you hit him. Uh, you, you club him in the head and it's his head shakes and some sparks come out of, of the wound that you left behind. Uh, the <laughs> two that you hit, that both of you hit, uh, let go of, of Gerald, which is good, but now they're turning to attack you, so both of you make armor saves. I'm gonna say that's no, Bob. And yeah, that's also a no for me. Okay, well, James, yours missed. Uh, but, uh, Zark, sorry. You, it, like, just takes its metal fist and punches you in the face. Uh, you feel like your nose crack a bit and you take six damage again. This has been a bad day for your head. No, yeah. Uh, and the other one is attacking Rook. Sorry. That's, and it does. Uh, you hear Rook uh, scream out. You, you don't glimpse, you don't see exactly what happened because you guys are uh, busy, but it definitely sounds like a pain to scream. Uh, and sorry. Gerald? Gerald, yeah, sorry. Gerald screams. Alright, uh, the one that just punched me in the face is now getting stabbed in the neck with a scalpel. Okay, roll it. Armor save? Uh, nope. Yeah. It it kind of it kind of deflects your blow as you come in with the scalpel again, uh, and now probably just uh no, Gerald is still being tangled. Uh, so Rook, you're up again. Whackity whack whack whackity whack whack. All right, all right. Yeah. It is trying to avoid you this time. Uh, it succeeds, but you do better. Uh, so you you kill it. Uh, oh, you've also killed two androids, so take two stress. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and you're you're watching uh, Zark uh, kill this other one, so take a stress for that too. You couldn't have said it's that like, after I. <sighs> Sorry. I already just finished uh, writing in the new one. It's violence. Violence for androids against androids is just oof. You're you're feeling really bad about it now for some reason. Okay, is it because that I'm performing the act of violence or just seeing the act of violence? Because if it's, it's seeing, it's just, I should have been getting stressed for all of those motherfuckers that were getting ripped apart in the other room. 
Yeah, I was being kind about that because I didn't want you to just go insane off the bats. Uh, but it is the just seeing the seeing androids die is really stressing you out. Okay, that's fair. And I appreciate um, you being kind. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so you went. Uh, now they go. Uh, Zark, it's going to try to hit you again. Okay. Armor does not, So don't worry okay. about it. It misses. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is attacking Gerald, which it does. He has to save, which he does not. Uh, so you hear Gerald uh, scream out in pain once again. And it is your turn now, Zark. Alright, I'm going to try to stab this other guy again. Do it. I do not do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's, he's like, just like, wax on, wax offing, blocking every stab you're making at him. Uh, and... Gerald? Hey! Gerald... Uh, that's a, actually a pose check. Yes! Uh, Gerald manages to, to, like, break away and pushes off and is making his way towards the, the chute in the center. Uh, you're not sure exactly what's wrong, but there's definitely uh, globules of blood floating behind him as he goes. But he has managed to break away, and uh, he is just heading towards the chute in the center. So what are you two doing? It's only this one left, right? No, there's, there's two left. Two. There was the one. Well, there's the- these two, and then there's 146 more that haven't woken up just yet. I feel like we're going to have to deal with these two right now, or else they're going to follow us or wake up the other ones and close an army to follow us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in that case, uh, Rook, you're up. Um, it, do I see Zark struggling with that one? Uh, yeah, Zark is struggling with that one, and the one that uh, Gerald just seemed to get away from looks a little damaged from their struggle. And that one is moving towards you now because it's kind of chasing after him. Okay, well then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna trip up that one going after Gerald because okay. uh, the whole point was to save him. Yep. So make your combat check. I succeeded. Uh oh. So does he, and he does better. Sorry. That whore. So you you gotta bring you like bring the the crowbar down, and it manages to like catch it with its hand. doesn't yank it away from you this time. Um, you, you pull no, it I back, the, you don't, you don't I got the Kung Fu grip this time. Yep. Uh, it is... They are both attacking you guys. So, Ryan... It misses you. Yay! James, it also misses you. Critically misses you. Um, yeah! So... He gets his head stuck in my crowbar somehow. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna say that he, uh, as you as you like pull your crowbar back, it kind of shifts his weight, and since you're in zero g, it goes floating weird. So you'll get advantage on your next attack against it. Okay, that works. Like it does, it doesn't have purchase. It can't like block or anything. It's just in a really weird position. Uh, and uh, Zark, you're up. All right, I'm going to try to stab it again. One more hit should do this thing in. Yep. 
that is a crit success. And, well, it also got a crit success, but you got a better crit success. Yeah. Wow. So I'm going to say uh, that kills it. Wow. Yeah, it rolled aughts, but you got 55. Damn. So can, can we say that it's it's still, like, deflect my blows, but I, I, like, faint, and it goes to block where it thinks I'm I'm going to stab it, and I just uh, bring my scalpel uh, into, like, up under its ribs or something. Sure. You yeah you you drive the scalpel in where on a person like the heart would be you're not sure what's inside the android but whatever you hit seems to have been important and uh, it like there, there's a few spark it kind of like twitches uh, and you watch as android milk sort of spurts out of the hole and it just kind of goes limp and floats there. Uh, the uh, that was uh, so Rook you're up again you get advantage on this attack. Uh, with with my second with my second action, can I start to move back toward the chute? Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, Rook, you hit him, uh, and it dies. All right, and so you both uh, doesn't seem like any other of these security androids are awake right now. Uh, so you both are heading towards the chute. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, you have to pull yourself down because the chute, uh, it's a hundred meters long, but it's in zero G. So you're just kind of like gripping on, there's handholds in the wall and you're just kind of pulling yourself down. Uh, and eventually you come out into the foil forest. Um, it's just. Before we, before we do that, uh, while we're in the chute, uh, we have mag boots and I know that, uh, Gerald, Gerald is hurting, so. Before we go someplace where there might be something else that wants to murder us, uh, I, I'd like to first aid him, give him a look over. Okay. Um, you you managed to get catch up to him, so you make an intellect plus first aid. Okay. Four. And yeah, 25 out of 64. Okay. Um, he got... He got hurt bad. It looks like his arm is broken, and uh, he's got like a deep uh, cut down across his face. It looks like maybe the android just like tried to gouge his face. Uh, that seems to be where the blood is coming from. But he's he's cradling his arm. You can already see it, it bruising on the on his forearm, uh, where one of those androids broke his arm. Maybe just fractured it. I mean, you can't tell just from looking at it. It's definitely not good. Um, can I, can I do anything for him? I mean, um, at this point, you don't have a first aid kit. You just have the, the painkillers and the, and the stim packs, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can give him a a painkiller, but that's, I mean, you would need like at least a first aid kit to splint his arm and bandage his face. Yeah. Or like, if you want to take his shirt to make a like make like to make a bandage to wrap around his face you can do that um but you don't have anything to splint the arm with right now like you need something solid to wrap with the splints yeah um, and you just don't have anything right now Could I well not that not that a sling would help really um 
Uh, yes, right. Link would have helped because of zero G. Zero G. Yeah, uh, I'll 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 give him a painkiller, uh, and I'm gonna see uh, if if there's if there's any way that I can like. Uh, I know I can't splint his arm, but if I can at least like immobilize it on his side. Uh, um, make another first aid check. All right. I mean, uh, we have tools in the uh, in my toolbox, so we can kind of use like maybe like a straight wrench or a screwdriver or something that can help be like a splint. Uh, yeah, you could do if you want to. You know, tie a wrench to his arm that'll at least help keep it straight. Yeah, if there's like uh, if there's like a bungee cord in the toolbox or something like that, like something short uh, that I can like wrap around him, I'll, I'll put the wrench and just splint his arm with it. Um, I got a forty-six out of fifty-four. Okay. Oh, you could use uh, you could use a bungee cord, or you can like use his shirt if you wanted yeah, to do that. Right. Um, like rip a sleeve off his shirt and tie that. Yeah, you managed to make a, a pretty crude splint for him, though. And I'll like I said, I give him I give him a dose of the painkillers. Yeah, it helps. I mean, he's still in pain. He's not in as much pain, but. Uh, it's better. You you really don't have anything for his face right now, though. Looking at yeah. it, you could tell that's that's going to need stitches, and you don't have anything for that. It's not f- fatal as long as it doesn't get infected. So but, yeah, that's, I, mean, I have a uh, staple okay. gun if he's an android. Uh, you don't know. Well, I mean, a staple gun will work if he's a human too. They do yeah. have medical staples. It, it won't. Uh, it won't be pleasant for him, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, it's up to you. Do you want to try to staple his face shut? Um, no, no, I don't. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like try to. Uh, I'm gonna tear the other sleeve off, and and I'll try to make like a crude bandage for his head. At least I'll you know wrap it around so that it's not an open okay. wound. Yeah, you, you, you wrap it around. like It has to cover half his face, so there's kind yeah. of like an eye patch thing going now. But yeah, it it, it works. Kind of. Uh, that white clothes he was wearing quickly becomes red as the blood soaks into it. But uh, you... So you could... Once he's patched up, uh, you continue through the shoots. It doesn't seem like any of the security androids are following you. And you come out into the foil forest. You think it's a big room, but you can't tell. There are drifting ribbons of foil. Um, they are affixed to the floors, the walls, and the ceiling, every surface. They just sort of gently undulate in the slight air currents in the zero-G, and all the light from your helmets just gets refracted everywhere. They're super reflective. Like, you can't, you can barely see anything. Um, it's like you're inside a coked-out disco ball that's just making it impossible to see. Um, and so somewhere in this room is the thing that Monarch wants you to find. But uh, I think that's where we're going to stop for tonight. Seems like a good place to stop. You guys made some good progress. Yeah, it feels like we did. 
we finally made it to the room for the first part of yeah. our objective. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Uh, you've got a guy with you who is... He's, he's doing good. He's fine. Um, yeah. I will... I guess I will turn him into a mercenary so that you can uh, have an NPC with you who might be able to help with stuff. Um... I'll have to figure out what kind of guy Gerald is. Um, I think I think Gerald has to figure out what kind of guy Gerald is. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, we'll help you guys a bit. I'm going to say he is an asteroid miner. Uh, so I will I will write down this for the asteroid miner because. He already took two hits before you uh, healed him, and most other things die in one. So, I could just be, uh... Hmm. Actually, you know what? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, nineteen. One of you roll 1d nineteen. James? I guess uh, 15 there. 15. He is a psychologist. Oh, good. We need one of those. Yeah. Does that mean he's dead or? No, no, he's not dead. Uh, I'll, I'll retcon that because I hadn't decided what he was previously. Um, okay. Uh, he is he's useless in combat. Oh man. Yeah, well, we kind of figured that already. We figured that out already. He is he is dead weight. Uh, okay. Uh I'll write his stats down later. Uh you guys get XP. Hooray. So, let me get to the XP pots. Um, uh, Experience pots all the way at the end. That makes sense, because it's the end of the session thing. Okay, so... Surviving a session gets you 10 XP. Yay! Uh, Additional XP is awarded for accomplishing goals. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, we made it to the forest. You made it to the forest. I'll give you each one XP for that. Yay. Ryan um, found an artifact. Yeah, Ryan found an artifact. I'll give Ryan one XP. Uh, and you also both uh, saved Gerald. So I will give you another XP for that each. All right. What's the next level up point? Uh, level two is twenty-five. I just hit it. Same Z's. Nice. Um, I'm gonna say though, you have to um, when you're in a place safe enough to rest. So I'm gonna say in this case, you're not quite there yet. Uh, although you were just resting in the tunnel for a bit. Um, so I'll let you. I'll let you guys level up now. Hooray! Hey. 
so uh, we can do that off mic. Uh, all right. So questions, comments? Did you guys enjoy it? Oh yes. Yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. This is uh, a maze of horrors. I, it's so I, fucked up. Once once I uh, once they release this and once we finish playing it, I I think I want to buy it and read through it because it sounds awesome. You're not even in the worst parts. Like, it gets worse. <laughs> and you have no idea. Like, it's actually keeping my OCD kind of settled where I don't have to explore every inch of this place, but I, <laughs> I'm having fun doing this. Good. I'm glad. I guess that's another reason I shouldn't give you the map all the time, because then James is going to want to go explore everything. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, anyone have any last will thoughts before Craig uh, and Jirak uh, leave us? Uh, Ryan, let me in. I want to come in, please. <laughs>